Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You'll be proud of this game, and you can do a great deal for football today. Great deal for all the players and the league and everything else. Oh, I see him looking. I'm closing. <laughs> I was born in it. Molded by it. <laughs> yeah, said they, they got to wake up with their piss out. You talking about Rasool? Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, aka Big Dog. And you listening to Poor Man's Packers podcast? Go Pack Go! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the Mullen Packers podcast in. The state of our minds. I am Spencer, joined this week with Todd. Hello, Todd. Hello, hello. Yeah, no Andrew. No, we we did reach out and we will have... Uh, fuck, what's his name again? I, I already forgot. Hank. 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 <laughs> <laughs> How could you forget? How could I forget his name? Hank will be back in the future, but... Got Todd on. It's been a couple of weeks since the end of the season, and we've had a lot of Aaron Rodgers news or lack thereof or reporting that is or is not reporting we've had some coaching news as well some i don't know i'm not i'm not feeling super great with the way the offseason has started but uh todd how are you how how has your life been since the season has completed you know it's been fine it's been you know football wise i i I took a little mental break from the Packers situation so obviously see stuff here and there but coming a little bit cold on all the Aaron Rodgers hot takes, if you will. Yeah. Not like, I mean, not like they mean a whole lot at this point, but missing out a little bit of that, which is maybe a little healthy. It's not read that. Yeah, no, because every week, you know, every other day we get like another little scoop and mm-hmm. it's all bullshit anyways, but yeah. I still see it. It's like you can't get away from it. But it's like I'm not like reading the full like I'm catching the headlines, but I'm not reading stories. Yeah, if that that's, makes sense. That's it's when <laughs> there's so many qualifiers with every statement being made where I'm just like, whatever. But Well, and I think you've tweeted out and we'll probably talk about it, but like way too but, way too often too, yeah. They and they when you got Rappaport and Schefter are just like, I think <laughs> yeah. maybe sometimes possibly the Packers might it's like yeah. Just can we just say I don't know? Like I don't know what's gonna happen. What's well, the thing? And then when they're pressed for it, that's what they said. Like Rappaport pretty much said I don't know. And then Adam Schefter, whatever. We'll get into it anyways later on here. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The other thing that I thought about, obviously, the Eagles and Chiefs are gonna be playing in the Super Bowl here. God, for us to make the or at least be the one seed, have a bye the last three years, and then you watch the path the Eagles had to make the Super oh, Bowl. My. I'm like fuck. We had to go up against Tom. Where were those Niners? Jimmy G. Yeah, right. But like we had to go up against Brady and shit like that. And then it's like they go up against Purdy and Josh Johnson and just the <laughs> easiest freaking walk to the Super Bowl. It's like why couldn't we have gotten a little bit of that luck? 
I mean, we maybe still would have squandered it, but at least, at least give me Purdy with no arm, and we got a shot, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird to see that too, like the when Purdy came back in and they're just running it, and then like two throws which were awful, and now he's gonna have to get surgery in the offseason. They made like Purdy one brutal. good throw, right? With like, and you could tell there was like nothing in that arm. Yeah, it was just it was gone. Yeah, well, it's funny because it was kind of like the Jay Cutler thing back in uh, 2010, where it's like, come on, you you can probably play, and then he goes back in. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay, I now I understand. No, he oh, you have play. a Cam Newton arm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers this episode, all that, and later on we'll get into the coaching changes with Jerry Gray leaving and possibly Rich Bisaccia, but we hinted at it no, there thank a bit. You. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we don't lose him. Well, Rodgers would be upset now too if we lose Rich Bisaccia oh. after he hurt for him. But well. yeah, getting right into that, Aaron Rodgers watch talked about a little bit before, but yes, he's still wondering about his future. He said he won't. Uh, decide if he's going to retire or not until the Super Bowl is over, which is very gracious of him to <laughs> not take up the headlines and to wait like that. It it was kind of funny to see Brady retire his stupid retirement too, where it's like, you know, him on the beach, it's like, you know what, I just woke up this morning and it was all over and now it came out that like that was a pre recorded video from over a week ago too. And it's like, what are we we just can't have normal oh, retirements really? anymore with these quarterbacks. It wasn't he didn't like live he didn't do it live? No, no. That was like a pre-recorded uh, video that he had that. too. And then, yeah. He, he just he, gave it to his agent or what? Yeah, Didn't it, he post it? No, he posted it, but it was recorded like week a week or two in advance of him actually announcing the retirement. Yeah. And of course, he announced it the week that his movie came out, 80 for Brady. But I'm sure, you know, that has... Oh, that's not related. Yeah, that is that is no connection. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Rodgers is still him and Han about retiring. We all know he's going to come back, and it's been the offseason of reporting on nothing. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is... What do you think the odds are, though, that he doesn't? I think he does, too. But, like, there's a sliver, there's a, there's a chance that he doesn't come back. It would be... It's almost the best-case scenario if he would just retire, and then we don't have to worry about him going to another team. We can just worry Jets. about, the, yeah, the $40 million. We can split up in the cap hit not have to deal with the trading stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I would say 90% sure he's he's not yeah, retiring, I would especially with Brady retiring too and having to share a uh, Hall of Fame induction and all that with Brady. There's no way, but yeah, the reporting oh, has... Oh, I guess that's a good point. I didn't think about that. He would have to share. Oh, yeah. A, a yeah. few people have brought that up, and especially now with J.J. Watt as well. I mean, there would be, be a nice Wisconsin presence, I guess, for that Hall of Fame bid, but... Uh, I mean, yeah. they. I mean, they would both obviously get in. It's not like Brady retiring would stop Rodgers from getting in first ballot. Right? But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? But yeah, another off season of a lot of nothingness. I think last year there might have been a little bit more up in the air. And the year before that, it was just madness. But again, like, and these are these are the actual reports. This is from Ian Rappaport. Quote: If the Packers got the right package, I think they could deal they can make a deal for Aaron Rodgers. It's like, and then, yeah. and then it says maybe at the end. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if they <laughs> offered a, a couple all pro players and like a couple right. first round picks. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Duh. that would be a good package. Here's, here's a great Have quote you... from Schefter. Wait, hold on. Another one from yeah, Schefter. Yeah, yep. Trading Rodgers is a real possibility. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Did not know you could yeah. trade oh. players in the league. 
And it is for every single player that doesn't have a no trade clause, actually. <laughs> right, which he does not. And then this was the best one. Saw this on Reddit. And this is an actual quote from Adam Schefter when he was on the Pat McAfee show. I guess here's the thing. And this is when he was point blank asked. Uh, I if, saw this. If uh, he would see Rodgers getting traded to the Jets. And right right when he's asked the question, Schefter's like, oh, you sound like all the Jets fans that always ask me yeah, questions. Yeah, he did say that. Him immediately trying to like push away that. And then he gets into it. Quote, I guess here's the thing. We don't know how the Rodgers situation is going to play out. All I can say is there is enough people who think it's a real possibility that he is going to be traded this offseason. Now, again, for all we know, the two sides are going to sit down and they're going to figure out something and move forward together and he stays in Green Bay. That's possible, but it's also possible that they sit down, have a talk, both sides are open and honest, and both sides decide it's time to move on. So, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's a, there's no more nothing comment than that and i get it like you have to say something so it's like it's not Mm -hmm. that it's really his fault and that was actually a pretty honest answer but it's like that is just the nature of like the nfl offseason is just it's painful it's like maybe there's a possibility this happens like so what are you telling us anybody could say maybe and i i put it out there before too it's just the monster that the nfl media is now in espn where back in the day you know peyton manning Drew Brees, all those guys, they retired in like March and April, you know? So just because everyone's talking about Rogers may or may not be coming back, doesn't mean it's like, oh, he's holding the team hostage right now. This year he kind of is just because of like the whole. He could, but he's not necessarily doing it yet. Very well. Yeah, he could, but we'll see. Um, Obviously this weekend too with him, with the uh, pro-am winning and all the talk of him going to Vegas Devonte Adams doing his thing. You you said he put the belt on, and obviously his quote saying, you know, he uh, house shopping, house shopping, and obviously he wants it. it. It's really funny to read the quote. Like it would be a dream come true if Rogers came to Vegas. It's like, oh my Is god, that what he said? Yeah, it's like, could you, yeah, could you imagine Devonte Adams together? and Aaron Rodgers playing together? But yeah, actually, so been the a lot of hoopla. Seven years. Yeah, and then the Jets too. Who I think if we do trade them, that's probably. That makes more sense to me with Nathaniel Hackett signing on as the OC. It's one thing. And they uh, have like plenty of capital, don't they? Like to give away. Or is I, it just their owner know. is more willing to? Is that it's, more what it is? It's Yeah, Woody Johnson is, seems more willing to do that, which is funny too because people pointed out, you know, he's part of Johnson & Johnson and the whole vaccine thing and Rogers oh, loves is? loves the vaccine yeah no way i did not know <laughs> yeah, that so that's that, hilarious that would be pretty funny if that happened but overall obviously there's been a lot of not a lot of back and forth but reported back and forth we talked about it on our last episode too with take news some things where i don't think rogers is super happy with goody which people have talked about rogers mentioned on mcafee that he would like to get some of his guys back but I also think him and Matt are a little bit at ends too. I think a lot of that Rich Bisaccia talking up was kind of, you know, talking shit about Matt LaFleur and Jason Wilde and Mark Tauscher both said similar things too, that they thought it was a, it was a hit because they were talking about how Rogers was talking about how it's important to be respected and not to always be like liked. a nice light and a nice guy. Which like, we've never talked about this, but <laughs> Matt likes to be liked. Yeah, yeah, the Amari Rogers nice thing. Guy. Yeah, not firing coaches now. You know, keeping Dean Lowry out there. So, but 
so I agree like with what you're saying, but it is a little bit like it's a little bit of reading between the lines just because he used to say so many nice things about the floor and now he just doesn't say anything about him. But he right? like he talked him up the first few years. He's always said how smart he saying. is he and how much of a hard worker so he is. But he's he Rogers has talked up Nathaniel Hackett more in the last four years than he's talked up Matt LaFleur. I, I could say that pretty much matter of factly listening to pretty much all of Rogers pressers and shit. It's just it's kind of weird, and we've talked about it before too, even the Bucks playoff game and not going for it on fourth down when he was on Jeopardy. Like he let Matt eat shit for that too. Like he never defended Matt and Matt goes above and beyond to defend him. I think Matt's starting to get a little sick of Rogers. And I think, I think it's pretty clear he doesn't respect Matt fully. Like yes, not... he may he may like him. Yes. But it's like pretty clear that he doesn't really like respect him like yeah, he doesn't I, like he didn't say anything bad about mccarthy right and, and mccarthy ran a clown show of an offense for a couple of years yeah well i mean you can say the offense I, was not good for a few years yeah the offense wasn't good for a few years but it's still mccarthy is so good at having a building you know having having like a totally a voice and lafleur that seems to be one of the things he struggles with the most which is kind of what we were sure. talking about with the Rich Passaccia shit as well. But obviously, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth um, <laughs> in the media for if he's going to get traded or not. I still think my thought is Rodgers did not like how the end of the year meetings went, you know, a week after the season was over after talking to Goody and Matt. I think Matt made it clear that he's going to want to have a little bit more control of the offense going forward, especially hearing the things he said at his season-ending press conference, how you know communication needs to be <laughs> better than what it's been. And they talked about the calls that Rodgers didn't like, Goody, and obviously maybe bringing some, some guys back. So what I think is going on is Rodgers, and he loves the attention. We all know that. I think he's leaving these signs out here, like this last week, t- saying how, the Raiders fans have been really loud during the golf outing and stuff and, you know, talking about the Jets a little bit or we've seen those reports about the Jets and all that and him talking up Nathaniel Hackett again. I think he's building up this persona, this image that he's willing to get traded, but mm-hmm. he really doesn't want that to happen. I think he's... 100% agree. I think he's really pushing for it so that Goody will bend the knee a little bit more and maybe bring back a couple of these guys. I don't want Lazard back. But who? But Who's he bringing? I mean, Big Dog for I would, a somewhat reasonable number, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's not getting paid shit anyways. I'd bring back but, Big Dog, and I would b- bring back Randall Cobb as well. Because even though he's old, we need bodies in that receiver room. Right now, all we have fair. is Ture, Watson, and Dobbs. And I would rather pay Randall Cobb veteran minimum than give Alan Lazard you know, probably over $10 million per year which you'll get on the open market. And that what's that's, what's vet minimum these days? Like what what like, is that account? It's not like, much. It's is... like it's like one point two, one point five million, I think the last time. Oh, I seriously? Yeah, it's not that bad at all. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. I guess if cops coming back at that. But he didn't even I guess. Like he, he gets in there and he catches a couple third down passes, whatever. Especially with Lazard off off the team sure. and Cobb, I think I think it would be fine. But I think he's doing it to hopefully get his guys back. And again, to have a little bit more say on the offense, because bottom line, Rodgers does not like the offseason stuff. 
he doesn't come unless he's pretty much forced to. And mm-hmm. I would find it hard to believe he'd want to get traded to the Raiders. I know Devontae's there, but to have a whole new offense, that McDaniels offense, which they're not going to get rid of, the Raiders don't have a lot of money and they can't really fire <laughs> Josh McDaniels because of that. They don't have a lot of cash flow. And the Jets, again, I think that could be a possibility just because he would be going Hackett. to Nathaniel Hackett. But at the same time, they've got some pretty young receivers there and um, Garrett Wilson, who had a great rookie year. But again, mm-hmm. we know we saw how this year went with Rodgers with some talented rookies. So I really think he's pushing they ahead, have especially some with all the money, too. Yeah. Yep. Like, like Vegas without Devontae is not even a thought in anybody's mind. And I just don't think Devontae is enough to pull him to to a new system that he doesn't. I, I don't know. Just doesn't feel like he knows his days are are limited here, and he would want to go to Hackett. He wouldn't want to. And they got a good right. defense in New York. Like, I mean, that's that's not a bad place to be in New York if you're a talented quarterback, right? Yeah. Um. So I I feel like that's the place. And the indie thing. I mean, we were talking about a little bit. I just don't see. I couldn't imagine him going into that unstable of a situation, like as it looks right now. Yeah. It could get better and see who they hire as a coach, but it's just like, I don't see him going in, wanting to go into that. And again, it's not really his choice either, but unless he's thinking about playing like two or three more years, but I don't think that's the case either. It's very, it's, he's a pretty goofy dude right now, but yeah, I couldn't see him playing. I, I honestly see this as his last year. And I could be wrong because it felt like Favre's last year when he walked off to the Jets too. So who knows? But yeah, I mean, how old was Favre when he retired? He had to have been forty. What time? I mean, it was. I think he was. Uh, 30, I think it was the thirty-eight last the time. first time. Yeah, I think he was the thirty-eight last the first time. So he was like forty, forty-one when he retired. I, I could be wrong on that. And Rodgers will be forty next year. Yes. It just yes. feels like you don't have a lot. I mean, there's. One Tom Brady, you play till you're, what, 44? How freaking old is he? Right. And nobody's doing that. Yes. Yeah. Rodgers maybe could, but he already doesn't care that much about football anymore. You can kind of tell. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so know. It's... Not that he doesn't care. He, like, he's nostalgic about football, but like <laughs> you can tell like he could walk away from the game at any moment. It's, 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 <laughs> it is like, I mean, I still think he loves football and all that, but it, it, it does feel like just the way he looks sometimes like, He's he knows he has to go out there, but he doesn't want to get embarrassed, and he's just trying to like not be embarrassed by the offense and doing. And I've said it before, it's, at times it's like he doesn't look for the most successful offense. He just doesn't want to be the problem, and that's kind of what we saw on offense last year, where he's not making any you know real risky throws unless it's a stupid deep bomb, which he was doing more and more of. But it's just you know he's not throwing the guys unless they're open, all that, and he's just. He loves getting on dudes and being able to point the finger is what he loves to have. I still yeah, love Rodgers. Like that sounds pretty negative, but yeah. Yeah, I mean Rodgers is I mean, he's he's awesome. Hall of Fame quarterback. But it does like it's like when you're around your girlfriend for too long and you just sort of like, yeah, like you're great, <laughs> but like look at all these like you start noticing all these little flaws. It's like Rogers like deep ball on third and one, like I don't know. It's just like never takes blame when he has a bad game. It's yeah, like very, and then the, very and then the season's over. It's his worst season ever, right? Like I'm pretty sure it is. Close. This to last it, yeah. season was his worst season ever. And then they ask like, "What needs to change?" And it's said nothing about himself. 
which yeah. like you would expect a little humility out of anybody. You would like that, even if you don't think, if you don't truly believe it, but just so the yes. other guys on the team can do it. Just it's like we're QB looking for talk. the bare minimum. We all know you're like one of the best ever. We get it, but you can, you know, because I. I can be an apologist at times and it'll be like after the Lions game, he's like, yeah, had a couple bad throws. And I'm like, see, he took, he took some blame guys. It's not, it's not everything, but. And like, we don't know how much of it, like on a game to game basis, it's like, we don't know what throws were on him and what weren't. But when you look at the season as a whole and he did not play well, it's like when somebody asks you like, Hey, what needs to change next year? Like, Hey, first and foremost, I got to play better. Like, just say it. Like, just even if you don't believe it, just say it. Because you know people are going to pick it up and run with it. Right. And and we haven't really talked about the opposite side of this either, but the Packers and what they want to do. I still think they're in a tricky spot. Uh, it's been brought up quite a bit that Goody has said that he um, he knows how hard it is to have like an elite quarterback or how important it is to have an elite quarterback and how the uh, sideshow things that come with it are always worth it. And it really does seem like, like the Packers are would lean towards wanting to trade Aaron Rodgers away. That's that's and, what I kind of like. My gut says too. I agree. But and Rodgers is kind of like leaning a little towards wanting to stay. But neither of them want to be the problem. Neither one. Rodgers doesn't. And this week he kind of looked like an asshole with the stuff he said with the Raiders fans. Like he is still under contract with the Packers and they were asked like, where are you going to play next year? And he's like, oh, well, the, there's been a lot of Raiders fans. It's like, okay, well, you're still with us right now. But either way, it does seem like both sides are ready for the other to make more of a move. And I think that's part of why the reporting we're getting from Schefter and Rappaport are, is so vague because they're getting fed things from the Packers front office, but it's incredibly vague. That's why after Rogers last week said that uh, he said, Oh, and it sounds like there's been some conversations going on, which is interesting. Talking about the like Packers. without me or something. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're running a football franchise, but <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me after he said that if we hear Schefter or Ian Rappaport say something like, I could see um, Green, Green Bay want is leaning towards wanting Rodgers back just to like put it back out there like, hey, okay, we know we pissed you off a little bit from last week, but actually, you know, we, we would want you back, but I don't know. There was, I heard this week too, I forgot who, I think it was Albert Breer was on a podcast and he made the comment that a year ago, the Packers felt much worse about Jordan Love than they do right now. Like last year they felt really bad about him, but he just improved that much this offseason and during training camp and with uh Tom Clements that it could be a possibility that they that they trade Rogers, but I don't know. It's it's a hurry this up and wait like, type thing. This is just like the worst middle school breakup ever. And it's just yeah. gonna last from sixth grade all the way to eighth grade. We're just gonna have to hear about it all the time. Yeah. We'll see. It's I've heard other people say too. It's you kind of you said a similar thing too, but it's like uh, you know a married guy, but he keeps like flirting with women for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's what Rogers has kind of been this offseason. But what, Rogers what, is just like he's going out to the strip club on Saturday nights, and <laughs> his wife his winking, wife's mad at him, looking behind his wife and winking at the bartender or something. Yeah, his wife's actually getting ready to leave. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But what do you? But what do you want to have happen? Do you want Rogers or do you want Love at this point? I guess 
you don't you you don't get three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I just it doesn't work that way. And so I have Two's a hard the time. Max. Two's Two's the max. max. You can't have You've we got before. two. Yep. The Niners got two. Nobody gets three. Can't have three. So I mean I just have a hard time like wishing away Rogers because he because I I guess I would believe he doesn't have like back to back bad years like ever. Yeah. I, my guess would be the rookies are looking a lot better next year. But another veteran on the team, which again we thought that was going to happen this year, it didn't. But he did too. But but a but a solid veteran on the team this year, and see what happens. But I mean, I don't know, like. I just have a hard time wishing away Rodgers. Like, I kind of feel like if he's going to stay, let's see him play. And, like, I just don't think he plays another year, which is, like, unfortunate with the Jordan Love situation. So that's why I'm, like, torn a little bit. Like, right. I would be fine watching Jordan Love play. Like, I honestly would – I'm okay with it. Like, I would not be upset if if we're going into September with Jordan Love. I mean, I'm not upset about it. And I think he's probably I – mean, he's got arm talent. We can see it. And – there's going to be growing pains, of course, but I'd be fine with it. I don't know. I, I am really just torn at this point. Like, I'm not going to wish away a Hall of Fame quarterback. These next, we, we could be in for a rough future here. Very. Sands Rogers. It could be rough. really we'll, dark. We'll get into that when we talk about the coaching staff, too. But yeah, and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't care too much. I think I'm leaning towards wanting Rogers back, and I think. I think that's what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he does come back. I think we're going to make a trade or we're going to, there isn't really anyone to sign for. I really think if he comes back, we're going to trade for either Darren Waller or we're going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins or Brandon Cooks or there's one other guy I was thinking about too. It sucks. Is there nobody on going on market this year? Not really. Alan Lazard is about the best wide receiver hitting the that's open market. That's why he's market. asking for 17. Pretty much, yeah. And he saw how much MBS got last year too. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't, yeah, go I wouldn't fault money. him at all. But I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, it's going to be interesting either way. But I, like I said, I still think he comes back. But if not, we'll trade him. And I'm, I'm fine with either or at this point. But you think uh, odds that? And I have no idea what the rookie class looks like. But odds we draft a rookie wide receiver this year? I would. Before, I'll say before day three. Does day three wide out? I mean, sure, maybe we pick up a couple sevens or something. We got a couple compensatory picks or something. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see us doing that. You know, I think defensive line is bigger need, safety is a bigger need, tight end is a bigger need. But but what's you you mentioned earlier? There's not, there's no bodies in that room. True. That's why I think we'll we'll have to bring in some type of veteran. I wouldn't be surprised if like Corey Davis gets cut from the Jets and. We signed someone like him. I mean, we need bodies at this point. And I still think Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs is a pretty solid one-two once they can is, get their shit together. Is Corey Davis, am I thinking the right guy? Is he still a burner? He's a fast dude, right? Uh, I think he, I don't know if he's super fast. I thought he was always just kind of a more well-rounded guy, but he's with the okay. Jets right now. The other thing too, I think they brought this up on Wilde and Tausch. It would have been, we talked about a lot of trades that we missed out at, at the deadline. Uh, the Falcons trading away Calvin Ridley to the Jags for a fifth round pick maybe last year, and he'll be good to go to start the year. He was suspended all of last year. If we could have done he that, suspended for was it betting? Yeah, he he put in a FanDuel lineup, and they suspended him for the entire year. I mean, probably don't be dumb and don't do that. A million, but percent. also dumb rule. Absolutely, but. 
if we would have traded for Calvin Ridley last year and we were going into this season with Calvin Ridley, uh, Christian Watson, Romeo sure. Dubs, yeah. Randall Cobb, and whoever else, like that would be pretty <clears throat> fucking solid. But yeah. yeah. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Moving on, hinted at it a little bit there, the coaching staff changes and maybe lack thereof. Last time we talked brought up how at the end of the year Matt LaFleur said that his intentions were to bring back his entire staff you know he said if it was up to him he was going to bring everyone back well and I hinted at that and I had no idea this was going to go on I said if Jerry Gray leaves that is a really bad sign and then we saw that he interviewed with the Falcons for their DC job he interviewed with the with the Chicago Bears for a undisclosed position Ended up not getting that's more worrisome job, to me. But was hired on with the uh, Falcons as their secondary coach and assistant head coach. And the way that worked, Rob Demosky reported this is position coaches for the Packers. I don't know if it's this is the way it goes everywhere around the league, but pretty much every two years your contract is up, but you can automatically re up for two more years. So two years ago. When we were looking for a new defensive coordinator and, you know, interviewed uh, the guy from the Badgers and Evero. The, Jim Leonard. Yeah, Jim Leonard, Evero, who just got the Panthers DC job, Joe Barry. We also interviewed Jerry Gray and obviously did not make him DC. And after that happened, he decided not to pick up his two-year option. So last year, he his contract was up. Same time very well could have just came back with the Packers. Matt apparently thought he was going to come back to the Packers as well. Well, nope, decided to jump ship earlier in the season as well when asked about being more aggressive at the line of scrimmage. He said, that's a scheme thing. You're going to have to talk to Barry about that. I know he'll be talking on Thursday. That wasn't a very good sign. And again, having your most respected and senior defensive position coach leave when you were the Green Bay Packers coming off, you know, you had been coming off two 13-win seasons. You have Jair Alexander, you know, uh, Stokes, who was a first-round pick, Rezul Douglas, who's a solid Rezul. player. And you instead want to go to the Falcons, who just hired a brand-new D.C. I think Jerry Gray is the canary in the coal mine, and he sees that this staff, Joe Barry, these guys are not good enough to stick around and is assuming that... You know, he would be out of a job after Barry gets fired in the incoming year. Either way, he probably just doesn't feel good about being associated with that defense. Didn't seem right. He just completely disagrees with the philosophy. Yes. Which I I think is obvious. The comments about, hey, that's a scheme thing. Don't ask me. It's like, obviously, he doesn't agree with it or he would have backed it up and he wouldn't have been like, hey, talk to this guy. Yes. It's just, it's more, the most disturbing thing is like, Interviewing with the Bears for an undisclosed. Okay, if they're not, it's not the defensive coordinator position. It's a mm-hmm. lateral move, and then going to the Falcons in a lateral move also. Like if he was going to get a D coordinator job, it's less. I mean, the issues may still be there, but like it's less alarming. But when it's a lateral move, it's like okay, 
terrible to an unknown like and who is the defensive coordinator for the falcons does he know him like is this like an unknown like a guy that he doesn't even know it's like that's even scarier yeah i don't remember he i believe he may have worked with arthur smith before the falcons head coach there is some type of connection there i think the the uh the new dc might have been with him when Jerry Gray worked with the Titans where he was a DC back in the day before getting hired on with the Vikings. But okay. either way, I mean, Jerry Gray's shown a good nose for this too. Like he left the Vikings for us a year before that coaching staff all got let go as well. So it is interesting though. Like somebody did make the point of like, it's hard to like, well, I can't remember exactly what the tweet was, but it was something to the effect of, like, it's hard to feel bad about Jerry Gray leaving when you watch that secondary all year. And, like, they couldn't communicate. True. So it's like... That, absolutely. And I said that this year, too. Like, he he's the guy who, if we had fired Barry in season, he would have been the DC. We saw how he called plays against the Cardinals in uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yep. at the same time, his secondary didn't play well. But I wonder what that situation was like this year. And I hinted at if there was some type of mutiny going on, because even when these Jerry Gray reports were coming out that he was interviewing with different teams, and even when he got the job, you saw Razul Douglas and Keyshawn Nixon put like, like quote tweeted with like eye emojis, not like happy for coach, you know, getting uh associate head coach job or, you know, some type of promotion, whatever it's eyeball emojis. And I really think Jerry Gray talked a lot of shit about this scheme I mean, if if in the media publicly he said you're going to have to talk to Joe Barry about playing more yep. aggressive at the line, what is what he, he saying say in, in that room with those guys who are probably bitching at him as well about not being able to do what they want to do? And they let them play a little bit more free the second half of the season as well. And what was the big thing against the Dolphins at halftime that seemed to jumpstart the defense for the last half of the Jerry year? Jerry Gray coming out there and yelling at him. Jerry Gray coming out and yelling at him. So we're losing our most respected defense. I would say our most respected defensive coach in general because nobody respects. The only team Joe Barry could be a defensive coordinator for is the Green Bay Packers. You know, it's just ridiculous at this point, especially after seeing Evero getting hired by the Panthers who interviewed with us two mm-hmm. years ago and then Nathaniel Hackett when he got his head coaching job scooped him up Jim Leonard's out there he it looks like he's going to take the year off can't pick him up Vic Fangio was out there too so it's just it's very frustrating to see I would love to see a Vic Fangio scheme the green and gold the real one Vic Fangio scheme not the knockoff one that we're running not our fake one yeah I know that, that, a, a that's Vic Fangio yeah. yeah yeah like aggressive like, that would be really fun to watch. I don't know. I mean, we've had, I mean, Dom Capers was aggressive for his, you know, in his tenure, I would say the majority of the time he was aggressive. It kind of worked out here and there. Yeah. It just would be nice to see, like, uh, who was uh, Todd Bowles? Todd Bowles' defense, too. Was that two, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Just just an aggressive defense would be fun to watch. Yeah. Well, well, I don't think we're ever going to get that with Joe Barry, too. The the other thing that's been brought up, um, I know Justice Mosqueda has brought this up with Acme Packing, how he wonders how much say Matt has on the defense because he thinks Matt has a lot of say on this defense, and that's why Joe Barry is his DC because Matt's kind of the one controlling it, which would explain the very vanilla things that we're seeing as well because Matt isn't the most defensive-minded coach, but... Either way, that's – and I don't hate that thought 
Because it's like, is Joe Barry really going to say no to Matt LaFleur for wanting him to do things? Mike Pettin back in the day, I could very well see, you know, pushing back on Matt for certain things he wants to do. You know, he's the head coach and it's his defense, but Joe Barry is more of that kind of guy that I think Matt could control rather than other guys he could have hired. You know, he. You think Matt wants to control the defense? I kind of feel like he is more of like, let people do, let people do what they're here to do. I, like, I feel like that's more his style. I think he was like that, but as time has gone on, he's wanted more and more control. That's that's another part of this whole coaching staff thing that has just fucked everything up. Mark Murphy. <laughs> Mark Murphy has fucked this whole thing up. Cause, and I've, <laughs> I've talked about this too many times on this podcast, but back when Matt first got hired, one of the first things, you know, he's putting together his staff, and he wanted to hire Darren Rizzi, the special teams coordinator for yep. the Dolphins or Saints at the time. Came in, hit it off with Matt. Matt wants to sign him. Rizzy, they knew, was going to ask for a, a lot of money as a coordinator. Mark Murphy said, no, that's too much money. So Rizzy's like, all right, see ya, leaves. And then over time, like the next day, Mark Murphy was like, they eventually came up and they were like, okay, we'll, we'll pay you that much. And Rizzy's like, nope. So we, mo- we lose out on him, have to hire Sean Menenga, terrible special teams coordinator. The special teams collapse of 2021 is on mm-hmm. Mark Murphy. But anyway, so then after that, Matt, and then at the same time, he had Mike Pettin, who Mark Murphy and the Packers were like, hey, we want you to keep Mike Pettin on. So he had no say on his top two coaches, the special teams coordinator and his defensive coordinator. I guess, sorry, offensive coordinator is higher than uh, special teams guy. But so then you had that, keep Mike Pettin after he fires Sean, uh, Sean Menenga hires within the staff because they didn't want to spend a lot of money on coaches. Uh, so they brought in, God, what's his name? Mo you, Creighton. There, what is, it's really weird to me too. Like the being stingy on coaches, cause coaches don't make any money in the grand scheme of things. Like they no, really don't make no. any money. And then, you so, know, and then you know what we had to do after the Niners, the Niners collapse I, is we had to make rich Passaccia the highest paid special teams coordinator in the league. So real good. So it just uh, comes full circle, and then you're just paying a bunch of money for it. Yeah. I just don't understand too, because like, what's a special teams coordinator make? A million dollars a year? Like, what? They don't make. They don't I, make much money. I forgot what it was. It's a couple million dollars, but yes, I forgot how much it was. I don't and, even know if it. Was and you sign a guy to the practice squad, mm-hmm. and that's half of that. So that's like, <laughs> yeah. what? I mean, what? What does it matter? Kind of sort I just don't understand. Like, uh, where is there a difference? Well, you can only spend so much money on coaches. No, you can spend as much money as you want on coaches. But there's that. So all that happened, whatever. And then now Matt. Now Matt is finally able to hire his first guy. His first real big hire is Joe Barry. After cool. after he wasn't able to hire other guys in the past couple seasons that he wanted, Joe Barry. And now he's a little, you know, tentative to get rid of him. Because he's going to look like an idiot for finally being able to hire his guy, and he is a laughing stock, and he fucking sucks. So I think that's why this whole issue has been kind of complicated. Because it's a lot of guys, a lot of powerful people in the Packers, you know, at Lambeau that don't want to admit defeat. But whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting situation. It'd be nice to like know the actual details. It's just, I just, I just don't know how that meeting goes. Where it's like, hey, Joe, you're doing a great job. Like keep up the you know fifteen yard cushion on third and one. I just like I, I don't know how that flies. It's, I, a week in a week out. Yeah, I just don't get it. Yes, and 
I guess we'll move on because we talked a little bit about there. But Rich Bisaccia interviewing with the Colts. It Vegas doesn't have him as a with their odds as a top four or five candidate remaining. So hopefully he'll stay on. But if we lose Rich Bisaccia too, and especially how Rogers talked him up on McAfee the week before in a mm-hmm. very weird way. Again, I think Rogers does not really. I think he likes Matt. I don't think he loves Matt as a head coach and the way he was talking about leading and stuff. I've talked about that a bunch in the past too, how I don't think he can command a room. David Bakhtiari talked about it too, how he had, he was cringing at Matt's first speech and obviously he's gotten better over time. But the first time he addressed the team, Bakhtiari was like cringing with how awkward it was. And I don't think you just get rid of that over time. Like we even see, we saw the Christian Watson, his first big touchdown against the Cowboys, like the two reactions. You see Aaron Rodgers like goes up to him after the touchdown. It's like, Hey, you know, like good play. Hey, good job. Knew it was gonna happen. And then you see Matt, and he like went up and like awkwardly was like yelling at Christian, like you. I knew you were gonna do this. And it's like he's just he's. I think he's a really good coordinator. I think he'd be a really great high school head coach. But I'm still, <laughs> I'm still having my doubts if this guy is too nice of a guy. We saw it like his rookie year, how we saw. Guys like Alan Lazard and Elton Jenkins, how they were able to come into the lineup very quickly because they were talented, good players. And now we saw what happened with Devonta Wyatt and Amari Rogers, you know, these guys for different situations who are or aren't seeing the field because it seems like Matt doesn't want to be, you know, a mean guy. He wants to be a nice guy and he's has connections with these players that he doesn't want to upset. I don't understand why especially Amari Rogers and now the coaching staff too. It's like he really seems to be like he doesn't want to step on anyone's toes. And again, we went thir- we won 13 games three years in a row, and then we go eight and nine. Those 13 win seasons, we've fi- we fired at least one coach. We fired no coaches this offseason, yet we yep. still lost coaches because they didn't want to be part of the staff. The And the last thing too, if you look at the coaching moves that have been made since November, the one other move is bringing on Audrey Pleasant. Audrey Pleasant was the defensive backs coach for the Detroit Lions when they were giving up the most points per game and the sixth most passing yards per game. He was fired by the Lions. The next week, we hired him on to be like a self-scouting guy. And now I wouldn't be surprised if he's the guy who ends up being our secondary coach when he was coaching the Lions, their DBs who were very, very bad you know, halfway mm, through the season. I did not know that. Now, Audrey Pleasant, he seems to be a more respected guy than that. He did interview for the Vikings and Saints uh, defensive coordinator jobs okay. this time last year. But either way, the visuals of, you know, Jerry Gray leaving, Audrey Pleasant coming, Rich Bisaccia potentially leaving. It's like, I, and this is, this is bad. I don't know what's going to happen this offseason here. I still really hope Roger, I think, you know, I'm leaning towards wanting Rodgers to come back and trading yep. for a decent, you know, veteran wideout. But if that doesn't happen, if we move on to Jordan Love next year, and especially obviously if he doesn't uh, play too well, this is about the least confident I felt about our franchise since honestly. Since Rodgers gets hurt, 2017. I'm going I'm going before that. At least then Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. He was in his mid thirties. It I'm was going, like you just get him back and we're good. I'm going back to Mike McCarthy. I 
I feel as bad as I feel about the Packers right now as I did like when we hired on Mike McCarthy, like the four and twelve. Oh, when season. we hired him. Yes, because <laughs> you you look at it now too. We went like eight and eight that first year with with Mike McCarthy, or maybe it was six and ten, but we were solid. Right now, I have no faith in this coaching staff. I have very little faith in Matt Lafleur right now to be able to do it because we talked a lot about you know just personnel decisions, but they had the entire offseason last year to put together an offense without Devontae Adams and weren't able to do it. And now you're bringing back that entire but coaching that's staff. That's GM, though. That's not, that's not Matt. It's, but, but what was the offense this year? What identity did our offense have? We had two really good running. We should have stuck with running the ball. Yeah, it's disappointing we didn't run the ball more. They did. Yeah. But yeah. It, it makes you question what Matt's offense is. It really seems like the three years where we had a lot of success with him, it was Matt's mediocre almost- offense. But we had Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. who could just do whatever the fuck they wanted. Well, like, it's almost like, but I guess a little bit to defend, I would defend defend Matt a little bit here. It, the The fact that he's got Rodgers in the system, I think kind of does, like he's not running his system, I don't think. True, like, yes. Like, because it's not, because what would, he would run a Shanahan style. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not that. And it, it won't be as long as Rodgers is there, I don't think. I mean, right. they don't they do not do that in Kyle Shanahan's offense. They don't run. It's not similar. Like, Rodgers just completely changes the offense. And I think it's just Matt doesn't know this offense. Like, he's just he made yeah. this minutia of an offense. Right. And it worked. It worked for a while. When Rodgers is hot, it worked. But and he has Devontae. it's also, and he has Devontae. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's got, I I want to defend him a little bit because like I don't think he's actually running his offense. But, like there's that. Like granted there's a lot of other flaws and stuff like that too and you should be able to figure it out throughout a season with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um but also you can't make Rodgers pull the trigger and there's so many times when he could have pulled the trigger and like a lot of games would have been different. There's open guys 5 yards down the field yeah, the first but, down. But that's like, what's there's... that's what's tough cuz a lot of guys who watch film are just saying like yeah, the wide receivers just really don't separate. Like like a lot of people did have questions with the with the coaching of these wide receivers cuz you have routes to where they're running into each other and clearly they're not like looking for the ball or other things and that's one of the things I was wondering too like how is Jason Rabel not on the hot seat when he's the passing game coordinator? And the wide receiver coach after last season, I don't know. Tough with tough with rookies though. Like you don't know what they're picking up and what they're not. Yeah, but either way, it's Matt Lafleur chose this. You know, Justin Outen, Nathaniel Hackett, Luke Getze all left, and those guys were very much part of coming together the offensive game plan. They got replaced with Adam Stenovich, uh, Jason Vrabel, and you know and Matt LaFleur and the offense was not very good this year I just are we not I mean is Stenovich not on the hot seat probably a little bit but we at least at a minimum we know he's a good offensive line coach you know and sure but as a coordinator I yeah, almost we, we looked to no him idea. first yeah Rogers does seem to like him and he's talked him up a little bit too he does seem like a very smart guy but I don't know I don't. The other thing too, and what I'm talking about with how I don't feel good about this coaching staff and Matt in general, if we go through next year, I don't care if it's Rodgers or or uh, Jordan Love. If we go through next year and we don't make the playoffs, obviously I don't know what that actual situation, how this season plays out. Sure. 
I want Matt LaFleur fired. If we don't make the playoffs again next year, when w- going into last year, I was saying this is a huge test for Matt to show that he's the coach. He's the offense. You know, when you lose those guys and you got to come up with an offense without those, those guys who have been helping you out and they were bad. And now you elect to not go out and find more talent of coaches, you know, even looking outside the defensive side of the ball where there's been a lot of really great defensive coordinator candidates out there, but just on offense. And if you don't make the playoffs again next year and you elected to not try to better your own staff, see you, buddy. I I don't want you back. What message does that send to? It's like, hey, the coaching was fine. The players just sucked. And <laughs> exactly. And it, I mean, you know, and you know what they... Goody, you know what Goody said after after the season was over? He said, I believe in the players. He didn't say anything oh. about he didn't say anything about the coaching staff. He said, I believe in the oh. players. So there's a lot of there's a lot of not good stuff going on at Lambeau Field right now. I think there's a lot of turmoil going on that we're not aware of. Can I give you yes. a second to talk about your favorite person? Because I want to know what oh, Russ God. Ball is doing. <sighs> yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, Russ Ball is a very interesting. He's character. the man behind the curtain. Yes, he he is Oz. I'm I'm still wondering. Everyone's thinking. Uh, I forgot the guy's name, but the guy who's kind of really pushed for the Title Town District and everything. His his father was a was the uh, president of the Niners back in the day. But he, is it not Russ Ball? Was he not? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me get to it. It's Mark Murphy, the guy who's going to replace Mark Murphy, is who I'm talking about here. I oh, think. I think. I don't in, even. I think in two years, I wouldn't be shocked if Russ Ball gets named president of the Green Bay Packers because he's buddies with Mark Murphy. Now there's a voting process and everything, but I think he's going to really push for Russ Ball to be the guy because he started in football as like an athletic trainer. And he's just found ways, no matter where he goes, he tries to learn from everyone in the building. I forgot who wrote this article. It might have been Michael Cohen or Tom Silverstein back in the day. But it was like a piece on Russ Ball. And it's very interesting how everywhere he goes, he just moves up. He, he's trying to learn as much as he can and moves up. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets made president in two years when Mark Murphy's forced to retire. Now, Russ Ball, I don't know what he's really doing right now with this offseason. You don't like him as the money guy, though. Oh, he's great as the money guy. He's great as the money guy. But his influence is a lot larger than most fans believe. Like when the Rodgers turmoil shit was going on in the summer of 2021, and Jason Wilde pointed this out, he said it's Game of Thrones-esque, and he wouldn't go into details, but he said that it was equal, he thought, between how Rodgers was upset with Mark Murphy, uh, Goody, and Russ Ball. And we have no idea what he's upset with Russ Ball about, you know? So it's like, what kind of shit went on there? So who, what character is Russ Ball? Littlefinger. He's Littlefinger. <laughs> oh, he, what, that's actually good. That's who he is. I'm telling that's you. That's actually really I, interesting because that is kind of who he is. He's moving up the ladder. What is it? Uh, something is chaos is a ladder. That's what is going that on is, right now. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, but do you think like, you know more about him than anybody I know. Would he be an okay president? Like, is it, you're almost like more removed from football decisions as a president yeah. of the Packers, right? Yeah. Like where other organizations that would be like a GM position, whatever, mm-hmm. but like as the president, you're like more removed from football. True. And he's, and that's part of it too. So um, 
the GM position for the Packers, like when it was Ted Thompson, it was general manager. And this isn't going to be 100% accurate, but it was basically like, you know, you're in charge of the roster and football operations is what like Ted Thompson's general manager role was. Well, when Mark Murphy, you know, changed the power structure of the team, he pretty much gave Russ Ball the um, football you know, football direction, operations. whatever football operations. So he might be in charge of like travel and shit like that. Like there's, there's goofy things going on with the Packers. Cause he has a lot of control of what's going on. Like even like the training facility shit and all that. Uh, sorry. What was your initial question? Where, where did I start here? I just was curious if you thought that Russ ball would be a decent president. If indeed that does happen, like he's, he does seem to be very well respected around the league at the same time. Uh, before we hired Brian Gutenkunst, the front runner was Russ Ball to be the new GM. Tom Silverstein was reporting that. And I think that was part of why he didn't. And this goes back to the Rogers thing is one, uh, Mike McCarthy, it came out. It was, I forgot who reported this, but I think it was Tom Silverstein. Mike McCarthy didn't want Russ Ball to be named GM. And he told Mark Murphy that, and that played a role into why he didn't get, uh, didn't become GM. Another person who didn't want Russ Ball to be GM was Aaron Rodgers. Jason Wilde said that on the radio back in the day too, just because, uh, especially when Ted was going through his health things at the end of his tenure as the GM, Russ Ball made a lot of those moves, and he was, again, this is a guy who I said you know worked up. He was a strength and conditioning coach, moved around in the league, moved up. He trained with Ted Thompson how to scout. He so he was taking on a lot more of those scouting roles while he's the money guy under Ted Thompson because again he wants to learn everything when he's part of an organization. So he was pissed, so he was pissed off when he wasn't named GM and the two guys who didn't want him to get named GM was Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Now now this gets into the little finger shit. Remember, okay, so it's also reported that Mark Murphy and Russ Ball are pretty close. Like, he's he's Mark Murphy's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And I've bitched about this before, and Kyle has always, he pushed to the side a lot. Remember the way Mike McCarthy was fired? He was fired after, I remember. after the game. That night, he was mm-hmm. fired. They didn't fire him the next morning. They did it that They didn't night. even let him address the players. Yep. Like, he came back. To address the players after the fact. Yep, he came back awkwardly, addressed the team uh-huh. a couple of days later, you know, all of that love being... Who do you think... I don't know anything. Who do you think pushed for Mike McCarthy to get fired in that way? The doofus Mark Murphy very well, or Russ Ball, who had... Hit, who didn't want Mike McCarthy, who had yeah. a gripe with Mike McCarthy knowing that he didn't want him to be the GM and he lost out on the, no one else is going to make Russ Ball a GM in the league besides the Green Bay Packers. So he lost out on that because of Mike McCarthy. I think Russ Ball got Mike McCarthy fired that way, which was embarrassing. Then on top of that, who's in charge of Aaron Rodgers' contracts? Russ Ball. I don't know if there's shit written or maybe not this last extension because Rodgers had a lot of power in that, but the one before, maybe there was some goofy things in there. I know it was... It was very weird, especially with like drafting Jordan Love, how we drafted him when we still had. I feel like in that scenario, like Goot has like the final say and all that stuff. I mean, he could tell Russ to make write the contract, right? Like we don't know. That's the the thing. It would seem though. I would assume 
if you're the if you're the GM with the you power, you should be able to be like write the damn contract up this way. But we don't talk to Russ Ball. We very rarely talk to Mark right. Murphy. They they have not told us how this works. And and something else you can look at. I I forgot the player's name. The uh, seventh round defensive tackle we took out of Miami. Um, his name isn't his name isn't important. Anyways, he was on the fifty three man roster all year. Seventh round pick Brian Gunkins. Fifty three man roster all year. Brian's in charge of the fifty three. Do you know Do you know how many games that kid suited up for this year? No idea. Same as oh. me and you. Zero. He didn't suit up a single time. You wasted a fifty three man roster spot all year. Because he was a draft pick. Matt LaFleur didn't suit him up once. The entire yeah. fucking season. There's a lot of weird miscommunication going on within this organization right now. And that's just the shit that I'm seeing as a fan. A, a, you know, a, a fanatic watching this franchise where I have a lot of questions for what's going on behind the scenes. So how long do you think Murphy has left? Uh, you have to retire when you turn 70. So I believe it's two years. So I wonder if the whole power structure thing just completely goes out the window in two years. Then it's a completely different thing. Who knows what it'll be. But if if I could make one change with the organization right now, it's I would make Brian Kuhnkunst in charge of everything. Like in charge of all football operations. Like and have Ted, everybody be underneath him except for Ted. Like or Ted, not for Ted, Mark. Yes, but yes, like what Ted Thompson had back in the day. That is the one move I would make right now if I could. Just give one person the power. Yes, that's it's so you're not, dumb. You're not saying an endorsement of Goot necessarily. You're just saying like the way the power is laid out, one guy should have it, right? Like that's it's a little both at the same time. And you know, this time a year ago, I wouldn't feel this way, but he had. This is very early, but I think he had one of the best drafts we've had. He did have a good draft in recent years. So far, it looks like he had a really good it's draft. It's looking like a really, really good draft. And with he also how bad of, Matt was this year, you know, I'm more of a guy than that guy right now. He also kind of screwed right the pooch on the wide receiver room, though. That's that's another that's another. That's him. Thing. Like I, yeah. that's got to be him. Like you got to go out, and I guess what he got, Sammy. <laughs> but I mean. I who what what's that? I'm saying? just saying, like, so he picked up Sam, like that was his guy. Like, okay, it, it, it is. We're odd. going into the season, Sammy Watkins. But you look in the guys he's drafted. Like EQ isn't terrible, MVS isn't terrible for where they were drafted. But it's odd that he didn't get weapons for Rogers when he should have. I feel and like now, I for sure give him a pass on MVS. Yeah, because no, he I, had all the potential yeah. in the world. That's a good. But that's what it's a good I, shot. I'm just saying it's fine, but he didn't take enough of them. And now when we're getting closer yeah. to the potential of the Jordan Love era, it's like, oh, what do you know? Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs are on the team. You know? Yeah, so, they're looking good. Yeah. But we'll see. Either way, I don't know. It's it's the Say something nice about the Packers front office. About the Packers front office? I think I think Goody's good. I think Goody's okay. good. I think feel good about Goody. Yeah, I feel There's good something about something nice about Mark Murphy. He, He'll be seventy soon. He wasn't. He yeah. He wasn't wrong when he said Aaron Rodgers was a complicated fellow. I might have overreacted when he did that. I still don't think he's a very good president. It's gonna be. It'll be very funny to see because when he made this big change four years ago, it was like okay, he's putting his flag in the sand for. We're gonna see what happens with um with this franchise, and it'll be. Mark Murphy's responsibility again. Something else. Something else with Mark Murphy is, and we talked about it a little bit with the Colts how they've had like three rounds of coaching interviews. The Packers uh, only did one round. 
Brian Gutenkunst wanted to interview guys again, and Mark Murphy's like, "Nope, Matt Lafleur is the guy." And it's like, "What are we? Oh. What are we doing here?" So it's interesting. I don't know. There's always just goofy things like that, but I don't. He's know. like, I, he's like kind of like an like this. Uh, this isn't the right analogy, but like old man yells at cloud. <laughs> like he just like sometimes you're like, I don't know what he's thinking. What's he thinking? <sighs> he it's goofy. I'm I'm looking forward to after but it, it's gonna time up weird when he retires in two years and all this rogers and love stuff finishes off like if he has to end up firing uh lafleur or goody or something it's like that'll be the perfect little shit stain on his <laughs> you know on his mantle for his legacy on his legacy of being the president of the green bay packers so i don't know we'll see it at least i feel I feel good about the young guys on this roster. That's the one thing I like more than anything else. But again, the coaching staff, I don't feel great about, but if we can stack another, another good, I mean, this was, this was probably about as good a draft as we're going to see as it looks so far after one year. Yes. If we could stack another solid draft, I mean, the rebuild doesn't, if we can stack a couple good players on the squad again, Mm -hmm. the rebuild doesn't really need to be horrible. Yeah. Right, like it can be short lived if we do it through the draft. And, and but you got to hit. I mean, every, yeah, is, yeah. Everyone talks about a rebuild, but again, if we if we make a trade for for a receiver, you know the offensive line is okay. We can figure it out. And I still think there's enough talent on that defense that a that a halfway decent DC could get enough out of them. You know if. You know, I said the thing about Mark Murphy and giving Goody all the responsibility if I can make one change. But going into just next year, if we could just trade for, you know, give our third round pick next year for Hopkins and then hire um, Jim Leonard. Like if we could do those two things, I would feel really good about next year. But that's just not going to happen. Is there, side note a little bit, is there... A veteran safety walking around looking for a job. I have not looked at that, but that would be that would be nice. That'd be nice. They're not very expensive either. I mean, Amos That's... didn't cost a shit ton when we signed him, and I mean, he lost his legs last year. But yeah, it, yeah I would think we're gonna draft a safety fairly early. But I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, shit. That's pretty much all I had. We'll have Rogers on the McAfee show tomorrow. I doubt he's gonna break anything too big there but uh yeah Tom, did we got, mention got that anything else we're recording 12 years to the day oh, after the super bowl you, no god don't you feel old years i i do feel old i was like holy crap that's a long i, mean, I was that's a long time ago it's been over a decade since we won the super bowl yeah 12 years i was thinking too we're so like we are the same distance away right now from matt lafleur getting hired as like 2014 was to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Don't you feel old? Like Matt still feels like kind of fresh, but it's like, yeah, fuck, he does dude. feel really new. That was year four that we just got done with with him. That's kind of wild. Yeah. That was year four. Yeah. That's why, that's why I'm like, if he, if we don't make the playoffs next year, see ya. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine with moving on and just starting fresh with whoever. the thing that is like, I don't think, I feel like that wouldn't, unless it's a collapse next year. But like those thirteen and three seasons, those I mean, he's got that's a feather in his cap that makes him harder to fire. I don't know. I just feel like back to back thirteen and threes making to the championship game. It's something. Yeah. No, you're 
absolutely right, but I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. To hey, we'll see how the season plays out. He, I mean, he, I, no, I, nobody's calling for his job right now, but yeah, like if the if it's a debacle next year, I can potentially see him being yeah. on the hot seat. It's just it comes down to with me, and I hate it because it's the dumb fan. I feel like it's the idiot at the bar who's just yelling at the TV watching the game. But I just don't think Matt Lafleur has that head coach energy. You know, well he. He's not like your football guy in a sense of like the his mannerisms and the way yeah. he like that's Rich Basaccia. Yeah, and I don't I don't honestly I don't even know if I've ever heard Rich Basaccia speak. I mean, I guess I probably have in yeah. a presser or something like that, but like he just isn't like he's not like your old school like command the team no style. But you also don't you don't need that in today's NFL, I feel like, too. Like, uh, McDaniel in Miami, like... But he's good with it. He's... But he can command a room. He's funny, and he can... He's funny, He can speak. how funny is he when they're losing? Because, like, that is the whole thing. Like, when LaFleur was winning, it was great. Oh, players coach. Like, what a good... Like, everybody loves him. But it's like, now you start losing, and all of a sudden... But I, I even said, I said it to Kyle when we were in year two of this. And I'm like, I like Matt LaFleur, but once it goes bad, it's going to go bad quick with just the way he is in the media and takes all the blame. And we're seeing it now, too, with just the way he's conducted the staff. And he's he is not good. He's mostly good in pressers, but he has times, like especially the last two he had, it's like, dude, you, you are not doing this correctly. You are not leading a team correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If we if we were to get away from uh, Lafleur, I want to go back to like let's hire another Pittsburgh guy, <laughs> or let's hire like can we get Zimmer another eye? Oh can we God. put him on the I, team? See, and just like and just like I want like uh, I want a coach that's just like mad at the offense all the time. No, we don't want that. We we need someone between Matt. Okay, LaFleur. give me a Vrabel then. Give me yes, Vrabel. Exactly. We need someone like, between Matt Lafleur and Mike Zimmer. Vrabel's a little probably too Zimmer, but I don't know. I kind of like. I like. I would like to see a change in pace. I would like to see people not want to come to Lambeau in the playoffs <laughs> instead of going. Right. Let's yeah. let's go to Lambeau and kick the shit out of them in the cold. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, I want someone who's not going to run a jet sweep on fourth and one. And with Alan Lazard. With Alan Lazard on your own 35 or whatever it was. But, uh, yeah. But that's all I got. You got anything else, Todd? I don't think so. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's. It looks like you do. It's going to be a little while before the draft. Are we doing another episode before then? Yeah. Well, I mean, once Rogers figures shit out and we have, sure. if we have any news, I'll... Like I said, I'm Rogers hoping watch. to get a podcast with Kyle in the next week or so. But if not, you know, we'll see what happens with Rogers watch. But okay, yeah. sounds good. I don't have anything. All right, cool. Well, with that, I don't have anything else either. So, Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.